0: Hello. It is Monday, February fifteenth. I hope you had a fantastic Valentine's Day. The snow is coming down in abundance here in Indiana. Are you good? Yeah. Hello. It- Hello. It is Monday, February fifteenth. Hope you had a fantastic Valentine's Day. The snow is falling in abundance here in Indianapolis. We apologize that this is potentially going out a little bit later. Ty mm-hmm. had to drive home. By the way, Ty, thanks for your commitment to the show, pal. Hey, you bet. Thank you all so much for choosing to listen to this show. Um, I know there's plenty of other things you can listen to. The fact you listen to us, we are eternally grateful for, um if you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend telephone. tell a friend. If you don't, just act like it never happened. Big time guest today.
1: Oh yeah, huge guest today.
0: Big conversations. Can't thank you enough. Can't thank them enough. Let's go ahead and get to it. What's going on in sports, you might ask yourself on this Monday, February 15th, and we'll tell you it's a lot of drama, a lot of controversy. Is LeBron James ruining the NBA with his flopping? That is our poll today. You can find that at youtube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show in the community tab. It seems as if LeBron LeBron's flopping has gone way too far. He's flopping all over the place. The NBA's giving him warnings. Now he's potentially going to get fined while winning the MVP. Is this what NBA MVP basketball is? <laughs> Ugh. I believe it is. It's very smart. You're taking advantage of the rules, helping your team out, maybe putting the other team into a little bit of trouble, making free throws, moving forward. If you can do it and it helps your team, why not do it? It seems like this is more of a basketball problem as opposed to a LeBron James NBA problem. Just like in soccer with the floppers being rewarded for their teams, you can't blame the player who just so happens to be taking advantage of the rules in the game better than everybody else. Now, if they want to go ahead and get rid of it completely and say, You get caught flopping, you're suspended four or five games. If they want to take a stern stance, then go ahead and do it, Adam. Go ahead and do it, NBA. But what I'm saying is you can't blame this guy for being the best player to ever play basketball and taking advantage of the rules that basketball has made him. Hate the game. Don't hate the
2: player. That's right.
3: Well Well said. Well said. Thank you, Fox. Well (laughs)
0: said. Now, in there, I did say the best player of all time, which automatically leads to an incredible conversation that we could do, like every other sports show, at least three times a week if we wanted to get into (laughs) that. But the thing about it is they play two different sports. He and Michael Jordan played two different sports. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan revolutionized the game, changed the game. But LeBron's playing now is much different than the basketball vote. We found that out on the last dance. And everybody's going to say Michael Jordan ain't never flopping. Well, that's because they were throwing literal clotheslines (laughs) at people back then. Much different game. LeBron couldn't have played back then. You're Mm. telling me the guy that's taller than the people that were doing the bullying has a bigger body than the people that were doing the bullying, that LeBron James is faster than the people that were doing the bullying? You're telling me he couldn't have adjusted his big-ass body to take a clothesline or two? You are wrong. Imagine (laughs) this man with a clothesline from hell like he's JBL (laughs) in WWE back in the day. So I'm tired of that whole conversation. I think mm. Michael Jordan would crush it today, yep. just like he did crush it back then. I think LeBron would do the exact same if he went back there. That just never gets talked about. This guy's taking advantage of all the rules, playing how he's got to play, and he's going to win the MVP. And if Anthony Davis's Achilles can stop being his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That was pretty good sports talk stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Look for the Lakers to run it back. Speaking of running it back, Dak Prescott said on his Instagram, uh, after a post from his tight end named... Blake Jarwin. (sighs) Would have never guessed Blake. (laughs) (laughs) I knew Jarwin would have never, ever guessed. Blake Jarwin, tight end for the Cowboys, puts a post on Instagram and says, at Dak underscore four, how about we run it back? Then... Dak puts on his Instagram story because Instagram makes it damn near impossible to really be able to spread anybody else's accounts or messages, a la what Twitter can do with retweet, which helps your, you know, your platform grow and everything like that. Instagram, although they brought in the Instagram story, sharing posts, not that easy. Okay. They used to have an app that would screenshot things and copy and paste for you. That's something they got to figure out. But I like the Instagram story share, which is what Dak did and said, that's the only way I see it to our pal, Blake. Blake Jarlin. <laughs> but it's interesting. He says, that's the only way I see it. Hmm. Oh, Who else is in uh. that conversation? Is that... That's the only way Jerry and I see it? Or that's the only way the Cowboys and I see it? Or is that just, that's the only way I see it? And by the way, Tad Prescott, Dak's is probably going to come out and have a little something, something, little explanation on this. Yep. Everybody's wondering, is Dak going to get extended finally with the Dallas Cowboys? A man who got drafted late, took over a starting job from Tony Romo, retired him, had him make $17 million a year calling games, forget how to call games in an entertaining rate. Yeah. All that has happened, and Dak still has not been paid yet. Tony Romo was paid by the Cowboys and by CBS Mm. in the exact same time that Dak has not been. He got franchise tagged, made a lot of money. Will he get franchise tagged again after one of the most gruesome injuries of all time? That is going to be TBD. It seems like Dak wants to be a Cowboy, but does Jerry want Dak to be a Cowboy? Always said that he was. Always said that he sees him as the future of the franchise. Always says that his hands don't get cramps, writing checks. He paid everybody on that team, but Dak Prescott, the long-term deal. Will he be in the free agency, market? How will that look for Dak alongside Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Ooh. Derek Carr, potentially, Marcus Mariota? There's a lot of quarterbacks out there. Would Dak be Adam? That's not the way he sees it. Will the Cowboys see it the same way? There's a bunch of other drama as well, including a Raiders uh, fan account, blog account coming after us this show Whoa. all weekend. Excuse what? me? This show what? was attacked by, I believe, Cody. Oh. Uh. From the Raiders. Uh, okay. Cody. Now they write blogs. They use names of dead people as the people that signed it. Classic serial killer. But I've been watching a lot of detective work. We've been snooping around. It's potentially JT the Brick, too. Could Whoa. Be. Potentially JT the Brick. But we've been snooping around, and the Raiders fans are coming up. By the way, for, for good reason. If I was a Raiders fan, I would want Derek Carr to be thought of as a very good quarterback by everybody as well. I mean, you got a chance to ride the wave when the Raiders were in Oakland. Derek Carr was on his come-up. Here we go. Then I watched his leg get broken on Christmas Eve in MVP season, and it was a bummer because Derek Carr, really cool guy, becoming a great player, and the Raiders were becoming relevant again. Holy shit, here we go. Since then, team has moved out of town. Now they're in Las Vegas, and it seems like Derek Carr is not going to be the guy for John Gruden long-term. And what we had to do after he hurts himself where – Looks like his groin got ripped out of his body. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, he, yeah. was scrolling, or, or scrolling. <laughs> he was strolling and scrolling the field mm-hmm. to the right there, running, 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 primetime game against the Los Angeles Chargers, and all of a sudden it looked like there was a potential, because there's there's no fans in there, mm-hmm. oh. it looked like there was a sniper up on top yeah. of the thing, yeah. and instead of shooting him in the hamstring, which is normally, ah, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: they
0: got him right in the groin instead. <laughs> boom! How he pulls up, actually does this, throws it away, jogs into the sideline, then he does an entire Jared Leto from the Little Things walk, Ooh. okay? <laughs> shout, out, shout out Big Weekend of Watch and stuff. He walks all the way back. Marcus Mariota comes in. Great game. Oh, yeah. Marcus Mariota comes in. They end up losing by three in overtime. Insane game. The next day, that game was on December 17th. On December 18th, we had to have a conversation about Derek Carr. We don't talk about Derek Carr that much, okay? That's not really something we do. I have a lot of respect for what Derek Carr was. But on December 17th, we see a guy who's already been paid a hundred-some million dollars with no money guaranteed left on his contract, and it seems like a sniper shot him right in his groin somehow. Missed the (laughs) ball, hit the groin, maybe a hip flexor, pop. We had to have a conversation. And this is how the conversation went the day after that game. Derek Carr, by the way, never going to see him in a Raiders jersey again. Probably not. Hell of a run. Hell
3: of a run. Good career.
0: Good, Good career. career. Well, you know, he's going to be a backup
2: for a long, long time. He's going to be a journeyman in the NFL. So his starting career was
0: fantastic. He is going to be a backup for at least the next year or two, I'd assume, after everything that's going on. Okay, so everything that had gone, Connor took a lot of shots, okay? Did I? Connor's little Boston stooge, okay? He ended up playing the next week, which none of us could have expected, okay? None of us could have known that whenever we were having that conversation. Marcus Mariota had just had the biggest game of all time. We thought potentially Marcus Mariota, who got healed, Yep. Tannehill, yeah. mm-hmm. Tannehill, Derek Carr whenever he got in the chance to play. Instead, something happened with God, yep. the groin, and the hip flexor. Mm-hmm. What made him come out of a very close divisional game on primetime was healed in about a week and a half. He's playing again the next week. Then things go forward. So we're getting the clip from – The day after it looks like his season is ending, he's potentially going in for surgery, and they're saying this is how they were talking about Derek Carr. Hey, Raiders beat. Okay, I get it. Okay, I get what you did there. And then me acknowledging that Derek Carr is potentially going to be an Indianapolis Colts quarterback. And by the way, that would make the guy who said that he's going to be a career journeyman, Boston Connor, very happy. Actually, if yeah. that was to happen, would that not make you thrilled? Absolutely. Yeah, let's go and let the Colts stink. is basically how he's yeah, thinking. And perhaps. I'm not saying that, by the way. I'm not saying that. But now that you know that the dead cap space for Derek Carr for the Raiders is only like $2 million if they trade him or cut him, he's probably not going to be a Raider anymore, if I had to guess. If he is going to get traded like people are saying Marcus Mariota, we are a team that's in the market. If we end up with Derek Carr as a quarterback here, will I be pumped about it? Not as pumped as I would be about, like, Four other fucking guys, but I would be Mm -hmm. excited about Derek Carr. You can't compare the day after we were talking about a guy potentially dying and his leg falling off, made him out of a primetime game against the visual to what we were saying last week after Matthew Stafford's already gone, Russell Wilson's potentially on there. I mean, there's there's a lot of shit popping off. So what I would like to tell Raiders beat, I think it's either Cody or anybody else over there, you fucking suck. Okay, I fucking hate you. You're the worst part of the internet. And uh, we will continue to give the Raiders zero (laughs) coverage because y'all motherfuckers don't matter. Now, (laughs) with that being said, love Darren (laughs) Wallet.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. wish he would
0: come to the Colts. I wish I'd be a package deal that I'm hearing uh, maybe quarterback tight end coming to a team. Wish that would happen out of Oakland. Save Darren Waller from this shitty fan base that has Cody from the Raiders (laughs) involved in it. And then get him over here. That's how I feel about it. I was getting tweets all weekend from these motherfuckers. All weekend. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to learn about Elisa Lair. Mm -hmm. Okay. Over there at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. I'm trying to learn about the little things with Denzel Washington and Jared Leto and that guy that played that guy that sang really good. Yeah, Yeah. Freddie. (laughs) Freddie. I'm trying to learn (laughs) about Britney Spears. Jesus, by the way. Come (laughs) on. That was alarming. Yeah. Everybody needs to take it. And I'm trying to learn about the silversmith's daughter who somehow feels like Tom Brady owes fucking her an apology. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure that out. I got these Raiders people attacking me all weekend. It's like, hey, we're all friends here until we're not. We're not anymore, okay? I hope you all (laughs) eat shit. That's how I feel about it. Anyways, Adam Cole's a scumbag. knew it all (laughs) along. Let's have a hell of a Monday. At Tone Diggs, how you doing, pal?
4: I mean, it sucks to be you because, I mean, if you go back, and which no one would ever do to us. I have been saying just terrible things about the play of Dewey Haskins for years. But now that he's a Pittsburgh Steelers, he's gonna be the next best thing. Yeah. But that happens to you and that and that stinks.
0: I didn't say that that was Connor yeah. saying
4: he's gonna be a running back. I know, I know, I know. I know I but I, that's what I'm saying. These like, it wasn't even you. I gotta,
0: the amount of clown this yeah. fucking yeah. clown oh. pottery can't do uh, Fuck you okay single. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way Shane Leckler Ray guy these are are some of the greatest punters of all time or are you just saying Shane Leckler? oh just a punter fuck you okay and, and I think it's Cody I do believe it's Cody maybe it's jt the brick I'm not 100 <laughs> <Jeez>. percent never <laughs> liked him he never liked us uh he has a show on at one am here on this channel so it's okay. you know there's just an interesting there's an interesting thing going on with that entire operation over there
4: by the way you you said it that was week after a week 14 game and it looked like he may never play a game ever again in the NFL the way that he reacted to that groin.
0: Now, I'm not going to bury him. But they were in a playoff hunt. Yeah. yeah, 7-7.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Seven and seven.
0: Primetime game. Division. He's out, I assume, because I have respect for Derek Carr, which I still do, by the way. Still have respect for him. But in the moment... I thought he was dead. Yeah. I thought really? Derek Carr was dead. I thought he was done for. And I said to be a backup for a year or two, who's going to pay a guy, Derek Carr, to be a starter whenever they just saw his leg potentially get popped off in the middle of a game in week 14? That just seems to be the natural trend. I still feel good about what I said. And I responded to their tweets, by the way, with just the uh, –
5: the uh, Taking the notes.
0: Yeah, like, hey, I will. Marking you down. This is, a, this is for me to go back through my Twitter account. What I tweet about, that's what I watch this weekend. Who do I respond to? That's who I hate. Okay, that's what I... That, mm-hmm. I did that strictly for me. So, I mean, I don't hate them. I do kind of, though. That is a bad part of the internet there. You know what I mean? Now, granted, people would say we are as well. No. So, it's kind of a balance of no thing. No. At Boston Connor, it seemed like nobody was really attacking you in that entire video, but... <laughs> seems like you're the one really taking shots at Derek Carr more I mean, than anybody else. I wish I
2: saw this before. What did I say? He's had a hell of a starting career, and he's going to be a journeyman in the NFL. Is that a bad thing all of a sudden? Fitz Magic's a journeyman. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You said his starting career is over, though. Fitz is still starting
0: at this for 37 years of age. <laughs> well,
2: Fitz, was, uh, he had a backup last year, and, you know, Derek Carr
0: might have to back up for a little, too. What's wrong with that? Now, I agree with what you said. Secondly, that's why I did the little write-down thing. So whenever this does potentially happen, let's go ahead and talk About it, but them talking about us changing our narrative. I feel like you've had your same narrative, I've had my same narrative. And if he ends up as an Indianapolis Colt, okay, we need a goddamn quarterback. I would want Derek, by the way, more than Carson, just strictly because of uh the money. I believe the money owed is is much different between those two. Uh, but it seems like anybody could potentially be the Colt's quarterback, including. Russell Wilson wow. at Ty Schmidt. Russell Wilson potentially moving up near you in Indiana. Uh, maybe your next-door neighbor, Sierra, Ooh. Russell, Future, mm-hmm. the other baby, yep. Ty, Caitlin have a hell of a time together up there. Now.
1: I would love that. I said, hey, if Russell Wilson actually orchestrates his way out of Seattle, I will turn the corner on Russell Wilson wow. because he's not a robot anymore. He's saying, hey, listen – you know what? My O-line fucking stinks. It has the entire time I've been here, and I'm sick of it. I don't want to say go Hawks anymore. Maybe it's go horse or go Colts or whatever the hell they say.
3: Go Colts. Go Colts. <laughs> go, go, go
0: horse. Go Colts. <laughs> go horse.
1: That, wasn't, uh, that, go that was a hashtag. Go for, yeah. the shoe. For, for the shoe. shoe. There
3: it was. There it was.
0: <laughs> for the shoe. Let's go. I'll be excited to see where these quarterbacks go. Russell Wilson potentially being on the market is insane. I would assume a lot of people are calling up there to see how they could get him to their team, that's the type of guy where you would give absurd amount of things. If you think he's the missing piece, let's go ahead and get him in here no matter what. You're kind of selling out the future, but you can figure out the draft picks later if you have to get it. Russell Wilson's a game changer. Imagine him with that Colts offensive line. Imagine him, by the way, going to New York. What if he was a Jet? (laughs) Russell Wilson in New York would be – now, he's not going to a better team there. no, He's not going – any team that's looking for a quarterback, by the way, probably not a better team except for the Colts. It's the only position that Russell Wilson could
1: potentially. If he actually is available, do you think uh he like supersedes Deshaun Watson? Like teams will definitely go after him and more so than they would Deshaun Watson.
0: Uh I think so. I did, I did too. I do too. I think so because he's already won it. Yeah. And I, I I think that is why. Now, what is the money guaranteed? That's what you have to look at immediately following mm-hmm. that statement is what they're both gonna be a king's ransom to get. Right, yeah. It's going to take a lot. Now, granted, allegedly the Eagles, the co- allegedly, we talked about this last week, Ron George Jaworski, mm-hmm. who I have met and is a very nice guy. He was very nice to me and Foxy whenever we met him down to the draft last year in Tennessee. Like, oh, yeah. very nice. Like, incredibly nice. Right. He came out and said that his sources are saying that the Eagles have been offered a couple seconds and maybe a third or another third down the road. Then it came out that potentially Ertz is also in the trade package. So you get Carson... Ertz, and then in return you get a couple picks or whatever. The Eagles are allegedly waiting for at least a first-round pick. I would assume Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson would go for more than Matthew Stafford went for, which is two firsts and a future third or whatever. So let's go ahead and go at least three firsts are probably going to be needed. And then you have to start looking at teams that have all their firsts to give up in this whole thing. It's going to be very interesting to see how any of it plays out. But there, I think quarterbacks are moving. Mm-hmm. Now, that might be just me thinking – Optimistically, strictly because when we look up this morning, there's really nothing to talk about. Right. So, a quarterback move would be incredible for us, very, very selfishly. Mm-hmm. It would be. But now you got Marcus Mariota potentially on yeah. trade. There we go. Yeah. What's he going to go for? What does Derek Carr go for? No money really owed, I don't think, to Derek Carr. You could potentially cut that guy, I guess, if you trade him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's only $2 million or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Dead <laughs> cap. So, that would be wild. Not that anybody would. Not that anybody would. I'm just saying everything that comes alongside all these, these players is what you have to look at. Well, Gruden would. Like, Gruden's the one that's been shopping them. I don't know why we're taking all the heat. Well, well, Gruden also has paid a hundred and some million dollars to True. rebuild that team. Yes. Do you think a ten-year deal with three years not going to the playoffs with one particular quarterback? You think Gruden's going to take the heat, or the quarterback's going to take the heat? Now, I'm not saying it. I'm just telling you about the world that we currently live in. And I like the fact that Raiders fans are diehard behind Derek Carr. By the way, I do like that fact. I do. But just know, there's probably going to be another quarterback playing for you guys next year, mm-hmm. just like he he paid. Who Peterman?
4: Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. A million throws bucks the, throws the most catchable football in the NFL. The hell,
0: what are you? Four picks in one half. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that was a rough start. Okay, I think I think pretty bad go of it there yeah. that first game. Mm-hmm. But he'll he'll be able to turn back around. Zito, how's the poll looking for the day? We have to get to a break. First time guest coming on the other Ooh. side. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Is LeBron ruining the NBA with flopping? No, 33%. Yes, 67%. Mm. come on. 67% of the (laughs) 56,000 votes. I voted yes. LeBron (laughs) is ruining the NBA with his flopping. I want to let you know, Zito might have voted yes, but the show account voted no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hey. Fade Fox. No problem. Thank you, Fox.
2: <laughs> Braun also set another record this uh, this past weekend. All-time
0: leader in turnovers. Crying. Turnovers? Yeah. <laughs> Do they count playoff turnovers as well? Uh, I don't know. Because the guy had, like, I don't know, 49 more games than anybody else every single year for 11 years. would so, make sense if I, they
2: counted that because Carl Malone was the one who uh, he passed who also played, you know, a couple seasons. In that yeah,
0: game. I, I mean, you can – any stack can kind of paint a picture, but then you can also start prodding at it and kind of paint a different one if you'd like to. If you want to go ahead and take a happy accent with Bob Ross, and mm-hmm, just kind of mm-hmm. go over that
1: thing. That's what happens when you play for a long time, and, you know, you have the ball in your hands – 43 minutes a game, you know, you're gonna turn it over a couple and, times. And what
0: he made the finals, what every year for like eight years straight? Oh, or something yeah, like eight straight finals. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, not saying Jordan isn't. <laughs> Couldn't capitalize, though. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure LeBron's NASCAR team will be able to compete like Jordan's NASCAR oh, team is currently competing. Oh, no way,
1: they look good, but maybe night. down
0: the road, we'll see. By the way, congrats to Mitch McConnell winning. The hey, 5. They, 5. they turn 500.
3: <laughs>
0: I bet on Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush plus 1,500 odds. Ooh, oh, tasty. I would have won 3,500 if Kyle Bush wins that thing. Damn. He gets crashed out by some stooge in the last lap there. He survived the first battering ram that came through and took out 16 cars, I think, or 15 cars. Then there was an eight-hour delay because of weather in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Kyle Busch is back. Denny Hamlin was running a hell of a race. He so was. Denny Hamlin was running a hell of a race. They had that thing fast. Oh, outside. my God, it was a quick car. They said they actually... Now, listen, because he's won the past two years in yeah. a row. He would have been the first ever to win three straight. That's right. Wow. Do you know Denny Hamlin potentially could have made Daytona 500 history mm-hmm. yesterday if he would have won for three straight times? Do you know that? No. Denny Hamlin says whenever they show up down there at Daytona, first race of the year, it's the biggest race. Mm-hmm. They're very comfortable in the car from what they did last year, the year before that. They just put that bitch to Daytona setting, mm-hmm. and it comes all the way back. Might not be the fastest car, but it's the most durable, steady, consistent vehicle on the road mm, that's what it's all about until fucking mitch mcconnell hits that thing <laughs> yeah. slingshot Mitchie. after an absolute mm-hmm. catastrophe of a last lap at about 1:30 a.m last night if you watched the dayton it was late night mm-hmm. a dude's car was on fire okay he drives into pit lane fire people are trying to put it out This fire is fucking durable. Good job. Sturdy. Just keeps coming back. They said it was potentially a wheel bearing was on fire or whatever. They put it out for like half a second. The Santa Claus, when the turkey's in there and the fire goes out, Mm -hmm. they put the fire out for like half a second or whatever. He tells his pit crew person, I won't go back out. Goes back out, fire starts. Car's back on fire. He hits the brakes. Shit goes through. The floor. He has no brakes, cars on fire, <laughs> driving around Daytona 500. Oh. About 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. What a life. Maniacs, all of it. Why the hell is he hitting the brakes, too? Well, why is anybody telling him to go back out there when your car is still on fire? There was a fire person that was blowing it, and they pulled it off. It was like, well... You're going to be right back here, yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope you make it back here, pal.
1: So what I saw a video this morning of, like, six cars going up in flames. I was like, that's, that's weird. That's I didn't Daytona, hear that baby. six guys died yesterday at Daytona, but apparently they did not. Mitch
0: McConnell, the guy that did win years ago, 2007-2008, he had a horrific— oh, Those crashes. A horrific Bad crash he survived. He now— becomes a Dayton 500 winner before Kyle Busch, you know.
4: I'd like to, because we recorded uh, Hammered Down earlier, and I did say Mitch McConnell was the winner. It wasn't. It was Michael McDowell. Mitch McConnell happens to be a U.S. Senator, I believe. What? (laughs) (laughs) I apologize for putting that name in your head.
0: You fucking grew up on Daytona. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, I Diggs, can tell you.
4: Yeah. Diggs, I grew up on the Rainbow
0: Warrior. He's calling uh, racist <laughs> now. Him and Clint <laughs> Boyer. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs>
4: yeah, and Earnhardt, okay? Not Mitch McDowell. Listen, I will let you know that
0: Mitch McDowell's story <laughs> is an incredible one. Yeah. He's been around a long time.
4: I mean, it, if Mark Martin was out there, I wouldn't have got his name wrong. Well, I just want to let you know,
0: Clint Boyer, electric on the microphone. Yeah. Electric. They're doing it right over there. Mm-hmm. Now they had to fill like three hours of dead time <laughs> yeah. and then they had to come back. I don't know how they must have all got naps or did an energy drink or cocaine. Mm-hmm. We got to get
4: to a break. I saw one guy went to the drive through to get food. In his car? <laughs> Probably car. that same fucking
0: guy that drove on fire. That dude has <laughs> no care. He's still having All for his body. Yeah. This dude was just fucking went right back out there. It's like they did not fix that. There wasn't even like a hurp, 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 nothing. Oh, Just fucking right back out there. What a weapon! Just wants to win. Sorry, uh, New Jersey to the Dayton Five Hundred winner named Michael McDowell. Michael, it's not even Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Tony. laughs> I didn't even know that guy was in the race. Nobody did. Okay, that thing finished at 1.30 a.m. Yeah. How was I supposed to know? I got a guy who says he lives and dies with Daytona. Yeah. Diggs. Yeah. Diggs, Coach Diggs. Mama Diggs. You should just sit down in the basement and watch Daytona and NASCAR. He's supposed to be our NASCAR expert yeah. when he comes flying in with Mitch McConnell. How am I supposed to know any
5: different? That's on me. I got to do better research. You didn't think it was odd that the winner of the Daytona 500 happened to have the same name as the former Speaker of the House? Um, First of all, <laughs> I didn't know that. Did not know what you just <laughs> yeah. said. Former Speaker of the House? He I doesn't he, speak I, anymore maturity, at the House? minority, I don't know. I don't know all he that. He just doesn't speak anymore. The
0: house he should raise those people. Though. I mean, to be clear, though, I have said numerous times, Mitchell McConnell, Mitchell McDowell, mm-hmm. Mike McDonald's. you might as well just put them all into a hat. I, I don't know much about that word. I think my life is much better for it. On the other side, joining us two minutes ago, we have to get to a break. <laughs> Kyle Long yeah, of the Chicago yeah. Bears, a man who I have uh, spent time with, hung out with before, uh, partook in off-field activities alongside, but he has never been on the show. Cannot wait to chat with him. I think he's also a NASCAR tie-in. We'll ask him about Mitch McDowell winning the Daytona. They're putting dirt on Bristol.
3: Oh, here we they're go. They're putting dirt
0: down on Bristol. Bristol's becoming a dirt track, and I'm not talking about sprint car racing, because I know a lot of people are thinking I don't know much about racing. Child, please, I live in Indianapolis.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, former Chicago Bear All-Pro Pro Pro Bowler, stud, offensive lineman, Kyle Long What are you doing, What's going on, boys? Hey, you're cold. You're in a cold place. I didn't know you were going to be in a cold place. I thought you would be
6: in Cali It's snowy out. It's snowy out there. I'm in Central Virginia. I just got home from the dentist. I can only feel half my face anyway. The cold is not helping Do you have cavities? Dude, I had all kinds of stuff. You know how the NFL is. You show up to the dentist that they provide in the training room. They're kind of like all your teeth are there. You clearly dip. I'm uh, <laughs> seeing <me> next year. I'm seeing you. And then when I got out of the league, my dad was like, first thing you need to do, you're on TV now. Go see a dentist. You need to take care of your teeth. That's huge for TV."
0: And your dad basically just buried your grill set there. That's kind of rude. I'm happy you're You know
6: what I said? I got my genetics from you, asshole.
0: (laughs) Uh, What have you been doing? We saw you on CBS. Crushed it, by the way. I think you're very good on television. I wish you would do it more. Were you guaranteed to get into TV because your dad and brother and everybody, or is it a decision?
6: Nepotism plays a massive role in my success across all fields uh, of competition, so... You know, got into the NFL based on a last name, obviously. And uh, <laughs> the, me- the media gig, you know, I just, I grew up on a studio. I grew up in a studio. Not In, in all seriousness, Pat, um, I appreciate it, and I reciprocate those comments. I love watching you. You oh, are man. in your honey hole here um, doing the media gig. You and all your boys have so much fun, I got to say. CBS Sports offered me a gig to do a pregame before their big pregame. It's uh, Tops, that other pregame show, and – Adam Shine's the host. He's Stuck. great. And I realize more and more as I do it how much respect I have for folks who have made a life long career in media. So much studying, so much being on top of your game, which is why I'm like on the fence about it. Like, you could look stupid real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got attacked
0: by Raiders fans this weekend because we gave a take on uh, Derek Carr's starting career potentially being over after that Thursday night game where it looked like his hip flexure groin got sniped out from the middle of that thing, thought he was potentially done. Mariota comes in. Now he's potentially a Colt. Let's talk about the quarterback carousel that's potentially happening here, Kyle. Now, whenever you left Chicago, I don't remember all the ins and outs, but it was your decision, right? Definitely still could have played or no? Uh,
6: I, ended, I ended as a terrible, salty, injured guy who actually, coincidence or not, I had the hip flexor groin that we're talking about with Carr. So when Carr had that, I had the same thoughts that you did. Like, this stuff is tough. You can't get outside the pocket, which in today's game, you know, they, they, tear, they tore the statues down in 2020. They're going to do it in the NFL in the quarterback pocket pretty soon. <laughs> no more standing still. And if you have a hip flexor or a groin, as you know, that's awful. It's debilitating. Um, and I thought, obviously, Mariota was doing well. He was balling, making the most of it. And uh, I played for Marcus at Oregon, so I'd love to see him have an opportunity somewhere. Maybe Chicago. Who knows? Derek Carr, um, I think you've talked about this at length. He's less expensive than Carson Wentz. I just don't know if I'm ready to pull the trigger on Carson Wentz yet. Um, what do you think I about
0: think... – how do you feel about these guys? Though, like Carson Wentz situation is a little bit different. He is kind of asking to be released or whatever after the head coach was fired, but they went their separate ways because of philosophy differences. But they're the ones that drafted Jalen Hurts, and they hire Jalen Hurts' friend as a quarterback coach, basically. Yeah. They're kind of forcing Carson. It's, it's very interesting, but put Carson aside. Let's go Deshaun. Let's go potentially Russell. Let's go with these, you know, Matt, Matthew Stafford. Massive names. Quarterbacks are like, you know what? I'm going to go try to get to a place that wants to win. How do you feel about that,
6: Kyle? How do you feel about that whole mindset? Well, let's let's just run down the list then. I'll start with Matt Stafford because that's the one you finished on. I'm so happy for Matt Stafford. Me too. Um, I can't imagine being a guy – with his skill set being in Detroit for all that time, not having the Cavalry show up, the reinforcements never arrived. Ever. Um, he's been through multiple regimes, multiple injuries, played through multiple injuries. He'll get an opportunity to go to a tremendous market with a team that's ready to win now. As you know, um, a lot of tough guys to block on that defense, a lot of tough guys to cover on that offense. The offensive line is predicated on the running game. Matt Stafford will have every opportunity to shine there. Um, let's let's talk about. Let's talk about Russell. Russell's a guy that is, you know, he, he can set your clock to the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks over the last decade. Oh, um, He's a guy that you forget about because he's so damn good, and he overcomes so many obstacles that we're unaware of because of his skill sets. You look at his ability to get outside the rush, continue plays with his feet, and then make the throw with his arms. It reminds me a lot of a guy number 15 in Kansas City, if we're going to be honest. Um, he, him having an opportunity to go somewhere is franchise changing. If he wants out and he wants a fresh start as an NFL fan, I say, God, dog, let him out of there. Yeah. Let him go. Go, let him go where he wants to go, man. Russell Wilson's great for the NFL. You think Patrick Mahomes is great for the NFL? He is Russell. Russell Wilson has been great for the NFL. Give him what he wants.
0: So you're on the side of if guys want to go to a place because now the NBA was like this for a long time. You have teams that, hey, this team is trying to win right now. And it kind of built, you know, I think LeBron going to Miami obviously expedited the whole process. But it kind of became this thing where teams like super teams are almost being made. In the NFL now, the Rams gave it a go whenever Goff was on his rookie contract. They're bringing people in. Now you see what the Bucs are doing. I assume that this is potentially going to be the way of the future here with
6: guys choosing where they want to go. Don't you think? There's absolutely going to be two trains of thought as a as a upstairs type guy, Pat, and I think we're big the upstairs way, guys. The one way is absolutely what you're saying. Uh, let's load up, let's make it a sexy place to play, let's dump money into our you know free agency and all that stuff, and get all the right guys here. Or you can take a page out of the Brian Flores book, and this book may change next year because they went and they you know they tanked for Tua, they got Tua Fitzpatrick balled out. <sighs> Now there's question marks even in that locker room. Um, my, my thought is you can still build your franchise from the ground up, and that may be a more sustainable option. Uh, the question marks revolving around the Rams roster, etc., are if they don't win now, are they going to hit the Mount Everest slope downward? Oh, you're talking uh, about and And that's, that's no good. We watched St. Louis for a very long time, and they were in that boat, and it could be there with the LA Rams
0: uh, intriguing whenever you go all in and then it doesn't work. You know, that that'll be something that we'll obviously see more of as more teams choose to go all in. I'm talking to Kyle long, legendary, Hey, legendary oh, offensive yeah. lineman oh, yeah. for the Chicago bears for a long time. How did now your story, you were a baseball player, right? Much better baseball player than you were offensive lineman.
6: Well, I was, uh, I started playing O-line cause my younger brother took the varsity quarterback job in at the high school. Um, so I started playing my 10th grade year and we won state that year. It was a lot of fun, played both sides of the ball, didn't play. Uh, I wasn't a core teams guy. I apologize. That's a shame. I, I couldn't do kickoff, kickoff return. Just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's a we long... didn't punt much though. We didn't punt much though. You wouldn't have had much action. So played baseball too. Um, loved baseball from a very young age. It's, it's what separated me from Chris, who, as you know, was, you know, number two pick. Everybody's all American, looks like G.I. Joe. I was like, I'm going to do my own thing. And smart. Went and played baseball, went to Florida State. Um, that was a damn good time, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, I was there for summer semester, summer bridge, and fall. There you go, Lefty. Open up. Yeah. Open up the stands. See that thing coming in hot. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Ichiro okay. in there. You
0: know what I mean? That's what they say. Well, hey,
6: I went to Florida State, Pat. And let me just say, it it probably was a lot like West Virginia. Hmm. In that it's just a damn good time. People are great folks, he they love it. They love it. They got a, a little bit of an elbow problem, but it's not a problem. Okay, <laughs>
0: got gotcha. you. And how that that failed miserably? How'd you end up in
6: Oregon? Then you just transferred over there? Well, it didn't fail. You know, some you, you fail upwards sometimes. Your boy, I, I had to switch states, coasts, sports, lives essentially. <laughs> 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 Went to junior college in. At Saddleback College in in Orange County, I was working at a Jack's surfboards building Sector 9s. And the football coach was like, why are you here? Who are you? I was like, you don't want to know why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) He got me out there to the school, played two years, got a scholarship to Oregon and started four or five games and ended up uh, playing for the Bears. Had a a damn good time of it. Now we're here chatting it up. I remember sitting on the lawn at the Pro Bowl waiting for people to show up with you and we were just (laughs) shooting the shit my rookie year. It seems like yesterday.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. You made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. It was like, okay, this guy, Quentin Nelson, basically, I guess, is the newest form of Kyle Long. But you made it, like, your first three. It was just like, oh, my God, this guy arrived, played baseball, had the time of his life, plays at Oregon for a little bit, gets all the Nike swag, I had to assume. Mm-hmm. All of the Nike oh, swag at yeah. Oregon, I guess. Good for you, by the way. We I got-, got some right now. Uh,
6: yeah. Ooh. Oh! oh! oh. oh. Hey, oh. My brother always gives me shit. He's like, dude, you were there for six weeks. Like, drop the gig. Is he Adidas or is he a Nike as well? I don't know. I think he's, uh, I'm not really sure. I think he's like a Merrill guy. He likes, you know, he's a big hiker guy. <laughs> he does. He loves
0: water boys. They climb that fucking mountain every year,
6: dude. Uh, every year. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable,
6: dude. Have you ever done it? Uh, I find the biggest hill in Call of Duty and I just sprint up. it. Own- <laughs> 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 hey, by the way, Pat, I know you're a big gamer now, and I know you're into the VR stuff. Thank you, thank you. Um, Thanks for following. I on. think another thing that you should give a shot because you know NASCAR season, Daytona 500 just happened, is the iRacing thing. It's a simulation. It's a great gig. You can wear your little VR goggles. You can sweat it up. Uh, but if you want to get a feel for what those Daytona drivers are going through last night, put the VR goggles on, hit up one of your buddies with iRacing, and get in the cockpit. I, I believe we
0: have one coming to the office. I, from what I've been told, we'll potentially have one on the way. It's expensive, like thirty five grand or something for like a really good one Damn. or whatever. I'm getting in there. You, you have a NASCAR deal, right? You were doing a show with NASCAR. You did the racing. Has that always been something you've enjoyed? or, or how I've
6: that- enjoyed NASCAR a lot. I got hurt in 2015, season-ending ankle injury. and But I needed something to immerse myself in because, as you said, football was everything for me. It was like success, 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 and then it was a massive injury. I needed something so my buddy said let's watch nascar i got into it my buddy jr was like hey we play this game it's more of a sim it's really serious if you if you like nascar you should get into this so i did it and four years later i i mean i was on it i had a tv show last year with nascar my buddy jr owns mode motorsports they they're in the e nascar uh i series and yeah we, see- we enjoy it it's a lot of fun did you watch last and, night uh, big
0: mitch mcdowell
6: McDonald. you know what? Yeah. He, he hit the Pat McAfee punt on Brad Keselowski on that last lap. It was, you know, it was all Fords at the front, sprinkling in a couple Chevys and Toyotas behind, but it was like a Ford race there. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Daytona, man, it's
0: great. Daytona is something that you have to wait around all day for. You know, the weather comes through and they ain't canceling it. And then when the when the cars get back on the track, they say, Hey, we're gonna have a winner tonight, regardless of what happens. That thing ended like twelve thirty, one AM. I did not I was asleep for sure. I woke up this morning, saw old Mitch won for the first time in three hundred and seventy races. That guy He's been grinding in the in the cockpit there for a long time. I did not know Keslowski was the guy that he passed. I had
6: money on Kyle Bush, KY, my guy. That's who I was betting. Yep. Kyle Bush is my favorite driver, man. He's what Me he's too. what the sport needs more of. There's a lot of great guys, Chase Elliott, Brad Kozlowski, you know, Joey Logano, these are all big names, but Kyle Bush, I mean, he's everybody needs a heel, bro. Everybody needs a heel. And to share a name with one of the greatest wheelmen in the oh. history of NASCAR is, it's pretty cool. Gets root for the old candy man. <laughs> He and I had
0: um, Candyman. Oh, because the M&M's. By the way, his pit grew all different colors as if Mm -hmm. they are. Yeah, it is. Color suits, you know what I mean? yeah, Yeah. yeah, The whole thing. Uh, KY and I, that's his name whenever he gets going, by the way, KY. (laughs) He and I had uh, Steak and Shake, I think like 3, 4 a.m. here in uh, Indianapolis when the Super Bowl was in town. That's where I met him. I met him at a party. Incredible time. Ky is a good time, and I know nothing about racing, so I started following. And he's in fights with everybody. Oh, I'm yeah. like, Okay, this is not the same guy. He is the perfect heel at all times. I love. You're right. I think NASCAR needs a lot more of that.
6: From from a fan's perspective, I got to spend time with uh, Kyle Busch. I met him at the track one time, and we've we've texted a little bit. Um, I'm a big fan of his, but he reminds me of a great buddy of mine. Uh, from a competitive standpoint and that is number six jay cutler and when i met kyle bush i said bro even that i was like i had to like pull him aside you know when you're like with a couple people and you got to pull him aside and be like hey I just want to tell you, you kind of remind me of this guy, Jay Cutler. <laughs> Have you heard of him? Hey. He's like, oh, I love that. I love Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, everybody
0: does. It's been nice to kind of see. You're, By the way, you've been, you've been on Team Jay Cut for a long, long time. Now the whole world is kind of coming around on uh, Jay Cutler via reality TV and his Instagram and everything like that. What a legend, huh? Is he like that every
6: single day? Is that just what Jay Cutler is? Is him out there on the ranch with his goddamn chickens? Well, it's like when people ask me, like, oh, you've met Pat McAfee. Is he really like that? And I'd be like, dude, you'd have to under- like, hang out with him to believe it. That's who he is. He's a funny guy. He's a great guy. Great energy. And the same can be said for Jay in regard to his personality. I mean, it rolls off the tongue so easy for him when he's being a smart ass. And it rolls off the tongue so easy when he's being a dickhead. But he's a, he is a great guy. Um, and. You know, as many people said he wasn't a great teammate, I just think they gave up on trying to approach him. I bothered him so much my rookie year. I was like, This guy's gonna buy me free shit. He's so rich, he's gonna give me like everything so I need. Rich. And you know what? I bothered him until he did, Pat. And to this day, you know, he took me hunting one time. I've wow. never been hunting before. Wow. He took me hunting in a helicopter, this guy. Whoa. you guys are sawing down hogs. <laughs> All because I was like, Hey, I'm here to protect you. You might as well be friends with me, bro. <laughs>
0: Hey, not a bad. That's a good American success story. You yeah, and Jay Cutler genius. being good friends, pal. A like, true love story. So
6: what? Are you, so you
0: really had just like ten cavities in half your face? I'm starting to see it a little bit. It's on this side. I'm starting to
6: see it. I yeah. couldn't even put a lipper in on the way home, pal. Really like my routine. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty regular. I'm usually on the John by one. The old <laughs>
3: mode.
6: <laughs> uh,
0: what do you have, Ty?
1: Kyle, we uh we had Chris on not too long ago, and we asked him about you guys going head to head. And obviously, he said, "I think that you know you're really tough, but that he has the upper hand." You, I mean, is that true at all, or would you like if you guys really went into an Oklahoma drill,
6: would you bury his ass? Well, Chris and all his D linemen, they take a lot of plays off, so he'd probably be fresh. (laughs) I will say, I mean, I'm three fifteen, and We can line. I live right up the street. See you long. <laughs> hey, can you still move? As- you know what? Chris is in much better shape than I am because he's just like he climbs mountains, and he's also the guy that's like, if you're gonna beat me, you're like, you're gonna have to kill me. That's yeah. how Chris. There's guys you've played with that are like that, yeah. bad that's how chris is and it's it's no fun to play against him you seemed you're
0: 315 is that was that your playing weight cuz you always i mean and this is you always carried it very well though like you always looked very athletic i don't think you ever looked like a big fat slob
6: well, yeah, I appreciate it. 315, 320 is about where I played out. The heaviest I got to was 352 in the wild card game. I was playing Fletcher Cox, and I said, "Well, he's big and strong. I might just eat everything in sight." I was so tired, bro. I never would to be that again. <laughs> game
0: 20. The thought of you eating protein, bananas, peanut butter, just <laughs> all
6: the way no, no—pizza, no, no. ranch. <laughs> burritos anything bro (laughs) how quickly did you lose that pretty quickly afterwards or when i when i was done playing i got down to 250 like asap i think it was mostly because like remember in uh where that was it where the red fern grows the one dog died the other dog couldn't eat that's Mm kind of like when you're done playing football you're not really depressed but there's something missing and you're trying to figure it out i lost so much weight pat it was terrible
0: Well, rest in peace to that dog, by the way, and spoiler alert. Great dog,
6: great dog. I I never read the barbed wire. But
0: but spoiler (laughs) alert, man, check the uh, barbed wire there. A lot of offensive linemen go done, super done. You see Yonda, he's... Yonda looks like a child at yeah. this point. I mean, it's unbelievable how young he looks. You said that it got to the point where you couldn't eat. Is that why you think a lot of guys lose weight? Or has that just become their main focus? Like, they take all everything that they had towards football, and they're like, all right, now I'm going to put it towards health and eating right. Because some of those transformations, Alan Fanica, unbelievable to
6: watch. Nick Hardwick, like, the list goes on and on and on. But I think, honestly, it's our body's understanding of what they're de- we're dealing with on a daily basis. And when you're pounding each other and you're just going to pound town on the D-line every <laughs> single day, Your body's like, please give me more fuel. Like, I need to repair myself. I need to. And when you're done playing, you get an opportunity to sleep. You get an opportunity to hang out. And your body's kind of like, well, we can repair ourselves now. We don't really have to build all the time.
3: Man.
0: you get back to 350 ever?
6: You trying to get to 350, bro? I'm at
0: 260 right now. I'm at 260 right now. I got to turn back. Come and see me at the peak. (laughs) Can you still do, did your, has your body healed? Can you? move and play i saw you well, golfing I, hey your golf swing really fucking good i thought you should have stuck with that a little bit more seems like you quit on that on uh, social media i'm not sure in real life if you did or not you're- I got
6: a lot of flack for that uh, as a matter of fact jay was like hey if you're not in tournaments and winning money you cannot be posting videos every- <laughs> 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 what
0: are you a fucking professional golfer? he was now? like
6: you're a fraud or you're a pro and he was like and if, if you're if you're not a pro then you need to just post pictures of yourself doing not golf <laughs> uh kyle we got to get out of here yeah get out of here guys you know i'm I'm almost late for my uh commode so <laughs> you do have an
0: eight minute time here you don't have a lipper in though so it might slow i might see if i can now. run fast well you can you still got it you're only 315 320 you can get a go and you can move it a little bit
6: we will we will um you know what Hmm. I wish we could do this more often. I love talking to you guys. Big fan of everybody on the show. You guys make it all special over there. Okay? Zito is very excited that you came on. Big Bears Great fan. Up.
0: He's very thankful.
6: Hey, Zito, I wish I wish we could have done more in this segment, but I love you. Hey, the cap, <laughs> hey, you're the best, dude. Enjoy your off season, will you? I'll see you guys. Oh,
0: <laughs> I want to let you know that um, Valentine's Day is coming up yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and for a lot of guys that can mean added pressure to perform luckily with Roman you can relax hell
3: huh. yeah
0: Whew. whether you're dealing with ED or you're more concerned about lasting longer in a sack Roman's got you covered for a limited time Roman has special offers to make sure you're ready for Valentine's Day get up get up get up now get up get up it's $35 off your first month of ED treatment it's not supposed to be
3: red. Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, boy.
0: That's podcast week. Right? I can clip that. Congrats yeah. to that. Yeah.
3: Let's go, uh,
0: getroman.com <laughs> slash USA to get USA. started. That's getroman.com slash USA to get started. Get up to $35 off your first month of ED treatment. So does ED treatment come at different prices? Like, uh, you're going to need a lot more. Okay, you get $35 yeah. off. You have this, uh, like, how does that work? I'm not 100% yeah. sure, but you can go find out and take care of your problem. Mm. Get up. Get $35 up. off your first month of ED treatment when you go to com slash USA. Complete your online visit by February 10th for guaranteed delivery by Valentine's Day. For a limited time, get up to $35 off your ED treatment if prescribed. And if you purchase swipes, you'll get a free bottle of lube added to your order.
3: Oh, oh so right up in yeah. that, Really? really? Well, while Valentine's. supplies last.
0: <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> All right, so for a limited time, you get up to $35 off your first month of E.D. treatment if prescribed. Okay, so you can't just be self-diagnosing. No, you know. no, no. <laughs> you can't be like, hey, what's going on, diner? Yeah. you got to see the doc. But anyway, as you get prescribed that, that is the place to go. And if you purchase swipes, you'll get a free bottle of lube added to your order. Ordered by February 10th, guaranteed by Valentine's That's Day. So nice you guys love. spice up the Lover's Day.
4: Let's go. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we've called Pac-Man, I believe, a couple times here. I'm not sure he has answered. Yeah, we are waiting. What if he? Ba- oh, what if somebody got a hold? It was like, hey. hey, do not go on the air, right? <laughs> come on. There. By the way,
7: I I I would be very understanding
0: if that was the case. Yeah.
7: Who would who would that person be? Who would come after him and say, "Don't do this"? Whew,
0: that's Counsel? interesting. Yeah. I assume. What's that? A lawyer, maybe. A lawyer. I would assume a lawyer. Maybe we shouldn't have announced it. You know, because this could potentially make him look better. As soon as I got in trouble, by the way, uh, I got driven home by uh, the same guy that represented Mike Tyson when he got into a rather serious case here in Indiana. He was uh, the the guy that came into the Colts my rookie season and says, if you ever see me again, it's not good. Uh, I get escorted out after a public intoxication situation, and uh, I see him standing at the end of the hallway, and I go, hmm. Not good, obviously. We go into the court within the jail there. Uh, I'm sitting there next to him. He said, we're going to get you out of this. You know, and I go, what is this, dude? Like, I thought. I mean, just 12 hours ago, I would assume that they would have drove me home and this everything. Instead, I was shackled. I was in solitary confinement. What the hell did they find on? Did I have? Yeah. Did I have a bunch of drugs? What, what did they? And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, you're going to be OK or whatever. And then the judge reads off like, hey, public intoxication. Uh, and then reads the could be punished up to, I think it was like jail time, maybe. And I was like, what? Like, I actually, excuse me. And he's like, please be quiet. We get in the car. We're driving, he he remember has me go out that back door, Mm -hmm. but the media had already learned that I was going out the back door, you see, because the media was out front. He said, Let's go out the back. Seems like somebody told the media, Hey, he's going out the back because they were turning the corner as I was going out there. I get in his car, he hands me a card, right? And reintroduces himself, basically. You know, we saw, uh, I saw you last year at the Rookie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And on the back of it, it says, don't say anything. (laughs) So I believe that is probably the person that potentially reached out to Adam Jones.
7: Somebody said, don't say anything was that printed on his business card or was that something he wrote on the back of it for you? Uh, it was on his business card. It was on his business card. He handed it to me and he was like, don't
0: say anything. And then he told me your tweets already making grounds. And it was uh bye week bye week I said, can't wait to enjoy the hell out of you. And the local media was like, did he enjoy it a little bit too much? And he's like, <laughs> you just need to stop talking completely. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who will hopefully clarify some things that are being said about him. Uh, former, Tennessee Titan, Dallas Cowboy, Cincinnati Bengal, All-American at West Virginia. Top ten pick, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Pac-Man Jones. What's up, dude? What's up, brothers? How y'all doing? Okay, so first things first. Last night, well, this morning we woke up and all we see is a headline about... Adam Pacman Jones, obviously salacious headline. Punched a guy, kicked a guy, damn near killed a guy, a lot of people saying. I was getting a lot of tweets, obviously, because you've been on the show. People know that we know each other. And I reach out directly to you. I say, Adam, you all right? You respond, I'm Gucci. And then I say, will you come on the show? Here you are, Adam. Are you okay? Are you good? You don't look like a guy who seems to be coming out of a massive hangover or anything like that. You seem to be okay. What happened last night?
8: All right, so, Pac, on, on the records, you know, um, the reason why I'm not drinking out in public or doing nothing because of situations like this, because normally it's all Pac was dead-ass drunk or da-da-da-da, you know what I mean? So yeah, we was at a place, a place called Clutch, and um, we went in. We was having a great time. Um, so I go up to the DJ booth to talk to the DJ booth, the the DJ dude. So, this one particular bouncer, all right, so last week we was at another club, and this same guy was normally drunk, so the security guard put him out. Now, remind you, he's a bouncer at a competitive club, okay. which is Clutch.
3: Okay. All
8: right, so I'm just giving you a little history of what, what, why the hate is going on. Got it. So, I go up and talk to the DJ. I got my little brother and one of his friends there, and uh, my wife, so... As I'm talking to the DJ, I have my back turned. You know what I mean? So, like, how the club is, you got to step up a step. You gotta If I'm talking to the DJ right here, the club is back here. You Kay. get what I'm saying? Yep. All right, so I'm talking to the DJ, asking to play a couple of songs. Now, remind you, I don't get to see what's going
0: on behind me. What so, songs? What songs?
8: Uh, Young Thug. Okay. The Baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Little Baby. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Jack Quise, Okay. I was trying to get a little Jacques in there, you know what I'm saying? It's Valentine's
0: Day. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Love, romance. Got it. Yeah, Yeah.
8: I'm trying to end the night right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't get, like this is my little brother right here. What's up, man? So I I can't really see exactly what was going on in back behind me because I was talking to the DJ. Now the, the the bouncer dude came in like everybody gotta get the fuck out of here. Now remind you my dude just put him out of the spot that we was in Last the week. week before that. Yeah. So it was almost like a revenge thing. But I, at the time, I don't even hear the dude what he's saying the shit because I'm talking to the DJ. All right, so they got whatever going on. He he tugged my my little brother. And when I turn around, they already on the float. So I I, I separate them and he said, "Hey, y'all want to motherfucking fight?" Before you say, my, "Y'all want to motherfucking fight?" That's when punches and chairs whatever they was throwing and personally pack i'm done fighting bro like unless somebody want to pay me i'm cool with it i fight <laughs> any celebrity 169 170 but man i got kids i got so much other shit that i'm working on besides be beating the motherfucker up in the club
0: okay so let's talk about this a little bit more because as soon as your name pops up it seems like the easiest thing to do is here's pac-man putting himself in a terrible position i assume everybody thought you were incredibly drunk as well but in this particular
8: you know you know for sure and i know if i was drunk they would have charged me with what
0: public intoxication which i went to jail
8: for every time i've been drunk they've charged me every freaking time so, I've never had a time where I haven't been drunk that they didn't charge me for public intoxication.
0: Okay, do you think your reputation precedes you here whenever this whole thing happens? Like, for instance, after the fight happens, you're the only one that got into any trouble? I assume there was numerous people in the fight.
8: As you see, I'm the only one. Um, they Basically, I don't know what they called and told the police, but I was in my Rose Rose head, um, about to pull out and boxed in. So... And I'm the only one that got charged with anything.
0: You were driving, the Rolls Royce? Yeah. So, so you would have got a DUI if you were drunk there. So you, there you go. so you didn't get a DUI. You get, didn't into get a, a DUI. They call basically probably the club calls, more specifically, bouncer calls, says, Hey, yep. this is what happens. You get kind of locked up. The headlines are Adam pac Jones. Punches and kicks, guy, till he's unconscious. But what you're saying is, chairs are flying. Fight was already happening. You got dragged into it after separating the two. Yeah, that's a pretty good case. And hey, the bad got, part about it, like,
8: you got a pretty good case. Are always cool, Pat. Like, I don't have a problem with going to nowhere in Cincinnati. AJ can amend that for me. But like, I don't have a problem going nowhere. Like, I don't have a problem with nobody. Like, that's why home is Cincinnati. You get what I'm saying? It's not like. I'm running around trying to be something that I ain't I am not on that. You get what I'm saying?
7: Hey Pac, with all this going on, it sounds like it was a, a obviously very noticeable for the rest of the people. Have you found any footage that would help you out?
8: Uh I'm quite sure it was footage and it's just show one of me up when when the first when it first starts and when it ends. Now I'm now I'm gonna tell you I did what I needed to do, you now, And I ain't boosting the bragging because that ain't where I'm at right now. But yeah, you you should be able to see all of that.
0: Hey, Pac, my, it shouldn't be my favorite moment, okay? You are electrifying, obviously, on a football field, defense, <laughs> punt return, offense, and everything like that. But in that article, you know, they go back to previous situations that happened. You in that Popeye's chicken bag oh. in that Atlanta airport. bro. Hey, bro, this is literally like
8: almost like verbatim the same situation but a different scenario. Like, like almost like 100%.
0: What happened in that Atlanta airport? Because it was very obvious on the video that old buddy came, started a fight with you. And then all of a sudden you ended the fight or whatever. And obviously the, the, if you didn't see the video, the headline would be Adam Pacman Jones knocks out Atlanta airport employee in Atlanta airport. But really the video showed you were innocent. The guy came up, started a fight with you. You did end it. You're saying that's why it's the same situation. Cause he came up to start a fight with you basically. And you ended it. Now you're the bad guy.
8: And what I'm saying is the fight had already started, Pat. Oh, okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I turn around, they on the ground. How many chairs? They were throwing chairs, man. You know them bounces strong as hell. I, I ain't had time to pick up no chair. I might have <laughs> tried to grab one of them, but I got hit by one.
2: i tell you that.
0: Did you eat it? You just ate the chair,
8: huh? I ate it. I ate it. You know, it's a light switch, but I do not like to get to to those those situations.
0: Pack. you think, now, this is just, this is probably not great to be joking about, but you did say you would fight anybody, 169, 170. Uh, is that something you think about getting into? Because it it sounds, now, media's reporting, and obviously their sensation, it sounds like you have lightning in your hands. Yeah. It, it, it does sound like that is the case. Now, I'm not 100% sure. And you also, incredible athlete, great work ethic. Have you ever thought about getting into, maybe the boxing game or anything like that, as many as the, all the people are kind of starting to get get into
8: it well i've been probably sparring just to make sure my hands was right for at least four or five years now um that was one of my key things why aj know he seen me in the gym um like boxing was one of my key things to keep my hands quick when i'm jamming and stuff like that but for the right number yeah i'll take it let's go line it up i'm ready who do you want want to fight who'd be your first choice i'll be ready
0: Hey, you can beat the shit out of Jose Canseco, from what I've seen. Oh, you could just beat the hell out of Jose Canseco, from what I've seen. Uh, Pack, I appreciate. I'll fight Jake
8: Paul if Jake Paul want to get down to one sixty-five. I'll beat Jake Paul fast.
0: Hey, he's been training like three years a day. He's big boy I don't too. Give a fuck? How long we been training? sixty-five.
8: I'll knock his ass
0: out. You might have to go up. He's big. Right? He's like two. No, he gotta get down. I'm, I ain't, I can't go up. Oh, so you would have to come down. I walk
8: work. I walk around at 175.
0: All right. Hey, will you, I hope you get out of this, obviously. I hope the truth comes to light. I hope. It will. Okay, good news. And uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us, man. Stay safe over there. Love you, Pat. Love you, AJ. Hey, we appreciate and love you too, man. Happy to hear you're okay, even after eating a goddamn chair to the head.
8: It happens sometimes, you know.
0: <laughs> That's a problem. That's what happen. Hey, figure it out. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Packman.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that really is a thing, too. With, with his, you know, resume mm-hmm. at a club, Bouncer got kicked out, he said, a week ago from his place. I mean, it felt like he potentially had a target on him as soon as he gets into a lot of different places. That Atlanta airport one, man, I don't know if you oh. can find the video or uh-huh. not. He's walking with chicken and with his family, Yeah, with his family walking through the airport. And then all of a sudden you see like a, a worker walk by. And I think he has head. I think pack even has headphones on. And he does like, uh, what was that? And then the guy like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And just knocks the guy yeah. at like on hey. site, Knocked the guy hey. out. It was just like, I of not know just probably was passed out on the plane. Just walks out all of a sudden, boom, good night. I hope he gets um, acquitted in this entire thing. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit if you ask me.
7: Hey, if there's ever an athlete or a celebrity that should go into that celebrity boxing, I would imagine it's Pac-Man. That is the guy, yeah. I think he should get into real boxing, I'd assume. He,
0: people forget that's one of the greatest athletes to ever exist. What he used to do on a football field, absurd, absolutely absurd. There, we had a uh, Zoom call uh, with a bunch of West Virginia players, Uh, At the beginning of this quarantine, just kind of everybody got in there. It felt like there was like 100 people in there. But it was basically Pac-Man holding court, like uh, talking or whatever. And there was this offensive lineman or or maybe linebacker. I guess it would have had to have been a linebacker who said before games, Pac-Man would go through the program and see somebody that he thought was weak in, in their photo, just by their photo. And then during warmups, Pac would go out and just test the guy to see if he was right or not. And then all game, it was just like Pac Man in this guy, or he's like just baiting this guy. And again, he was a hard nose badass dude who obviously his stories have been documented and everything he's been a part of obviously comes from a part of town that not many could ever understand gets a lot of money still had i think a a bad company around him at that particular point i assume he's admitted to making a lot of terrible decisions but it feels like as he's grown older here he has tried to make it right almost and he still finds himself in some un you know favorable situations like this
7: yeah, one thing you mentioned how like how good of an athlete he was and the things that he could do, a big reason why why he was able to do this because Pack was one of the hardest working dudes like I've ever seen. He's you know when they hear you hear stories about like Michael Irvin would run full speed for three straight hours in practice You hear stories you are like, oh, I don't know that that could be true but I got to watch Pack firsthand like going every single day like okay I'm going to cover AJ Green and I don't want to let him catch a ball and if he does catch a ball I'm going to be super pissed and. He made everyone better. Like, he honestly did. He made the rest of the team better because of how hard he would go and how he would hold himself to this super high standard, and you had to do the same. He was awesome to watch when he was returning.
0: And then Tennessee, they had him on offense a bunch. (laughs) He was running end around. I mean, it was awesome to watch. Hell of a career. More than 10 years. Yeah. But the one I asked him about here, this is the Atlanta airport situation here. He's just walking. Oh, this is the end of it? This is the end of it. Is it? Yeah, that's the end of the... Oh, no. Bang! Bang! That's his wife there, by the way. Just got off the plane. His wife's like, no, no, come on, we just dropped the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we just got the ton. He's like, excuse me, but this guy wants... A- look how much bigger he is than Pac, oh, by the way. The reach.
3: Oh, look oh, oh,
0: oh, 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 he's oh. going! He's going! Dude. Imagine the whites at the airport, by the way. What the fuck is going on? Is that Adam <laughs> Pac-Man Jones? <laughs> oh, man. It started, though, you don't see the start of that thing yeah. in the video. He was walking, old buddy comes over and just starts pushing him. It was... Finger and face the whole time, too. By the way, not sure that that's a guy you want to start a fight with, but I guess if you not want to start a fight with somebody and then have it make news, that's probably the right guy to deal yeah. with. Big shout out to him coming on. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets... I hope the truth comes out, you know? Whatever. I hope there's video... There has to be video evidence yeah, somewhere. Yeah, least the tape. Has to be somewhere. He didn't, he didn't seem too worried. He did not at all. So, no. And by the way, that's he, probably a good sign. he was driving his Rolls Royce, would have gotten a DUI if yeah. he was drunk. So there's a potential thought there that maybe that narrative shouldn't be one that's out there. Because I assumed this morning, as soon as I saw it, I was like, all right, he was obviously drunk at a club. Things like this happened. And he's like, I wasn't drinking a damn th- I- not at all, actually. I was just—I was trying to get a little love making music in the club. Yeah. Hey, my wife's here, you know, my brother. Yeah, we're just having a good time. And then turn around, your brother's like a room. Yeah. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Chairs. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's his fault that he's the best in there?
1: Sometimes that's the problem when you have lightning in your hands, you know? No one talks about it until. Some people aren't ready for the storm. That's mm-hmm.
0: right. That's right. <laughs> Joining us now is an absolute legend in the world of stick and puck. Ladies and gentlemen, NBC, NHL analyst, former player, former coach, former scout, friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Pierre McGuire. Yeah!
3: Yeah, hey, Patrick, how you doing?
0: Hey, not too shabby. I see you got some books behind you. What have you been reading? <laughs> oh, I've had a lot of time to read. <laughs> How's uh, How pumped are you to be out of that bubble that you were forced to live in for six months last year? Uh, it was
9: good. It was great to be. I'll be honest with you, Pat. It was great being in the bubble, but I'm glad now we're actually you know, allowed to go to games. So that's been cool. The weirdest thing, though, Pat, I got to tell you, not having fans in the stands. I did a game in Pittsburgh yesterday. That was bizarro world. And earlier in the week, Pat, I did a game at Madison Square Garden. I've been going there for a lot of years. No fans. Very strange.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that. Because other sports, you know, UFC, no fans. It almost made the product better, right? Because you could hear each punch land and everything like that. Football, they were piping in fan noise. And if you really kind of disappeared in it, unless they showed the empty stadiums, which started happening towards the end of the season, you could tell, but not really from home. But the players, there's a lot of mic'd up situations. J.J. Watt is talking to a teammate. He's like, you can hear the blimp right now. That's how quiet it was in the stadiums. At home, we didn't know that because the fans are getting piped in through the crowd noise or whatever. In hockey, do you think it's been changing the game at all? Have players had less juice than expected? Because a lot of NFL guys said on the defensive side of the ball, without the fans it was kind of hard to get hyped up to go run your face into somebody over and over. Has hockey seen anything like that, or did the bubble kind of prepare them for this type of experience?
9: Oh, that's a good point. I think the bubble helped prepare a lot of the players for this. That being said, it's not normal not to have fan noise and the intimidation factor going into somebody else's building as a visitor. So I would say that's a real good point, That the truth of the matter is the fans are missed. The noise level of a lot of these buildings is unbelievably off the charts. And not having the fans, I think, it does hurt a little bit of the enthusiasm, no question.
0: Let's talk about some uh, storylines in the NHL. Pierre, you're the best guy to talk about. You know about everything going on. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are still going to win the Stanley Cup. How's that going to happen? <laughs>
9: Uh, they actually have a new management team now with Brian Burke as a president. And Ronnie Hextall. How are you dealing with Ronnie Hextall coming in the picture?
0: I know Flyers and blah 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 blah. He's won a cup before, but anything about that now? He's on the good side of the state here with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it felt like we needed him. Get the out, uh, get the old ones out. We need a new thing, and it feels like the team is playing inspired hockey, trying to impress the new uh, leadership. Is that the same feeling you got yesterday? Absolutely. In all seriousness, Pat, I think that Ronnie and Brian are going to do an
9: outstanding job there. They're going to bring a certain dynamic to that team that they need it's kind of like the 92 team when Craig Patrick went out and got Shell Samuelson and Rick Tockett that changed the identity of Pittsburgh Penguins you brought in some hardcore physical guys with a whole lot of nasty to them and I think you're going to see Brian Burke and Ron Hextall do do a little of that in Pittsburgh and I think that will be positive for the program I thought it was two good hires for the organization and I do think they'll make a difference
0: Okay, let's talk about old school hockey and the current state of hockey right now. A lot of talent on the ice everywhere, okay? I mean, there's a guy named Mick Jesus. I don't know if you guys are allowed (laughs) to say that on the air, but the internet says that. Nowadays, with the way hockey is, though, there's no real goons. Okay, there's no it feels like the superstars don't get protected as much as they did in the past. I mean, now I might be completely wrong here, but if you look up footage of uh, the great one or even Mario, there's some space around them because there's people on their team like protecting them. Basically, the game has sped up. The physicality has kind of dissipated a little bit, but do you feel like it's fair to judge current players, Mick Jesus maybe if he gets going, Sidney Crosby against the older school of hockey, or do you believe that that's kind of a tough comparison with the two different style of play?
9: The biggest difference is not having the red line, Pat. Without the red line, we had the stretch passes now, so there's more more flow through the neutral zone, so it's really hard to compare from era to era. You talk about having the policemen or the guys that used to protect the superstars, the officials actually now protect the star players more than ever, which is probably a good thing, not a bad thing, so we don't have as much vigilante justice going on on the ice. Oh, Batman. The one thing I would say is <laughs> there's still room for old time hockey. If you watch the Bruins and the New York Rangers this past Friday night, that was a whole lot of nasty, Pat. I mean, there were fights. There were hits. There was dirty plays. There was unbelievable skill. There was great goal take. There was everything you want in a hockey game,
0: but it was old school. Um. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Obviously, the Penguins. All,
9: seriously, there are a ton of teams that can. Vegas is good. Colorado's yes. good. Uh, Boston Bruins are good. Philadelphia yes. Flyers are good. Washington Capitals, if they can get their goaltending situation sorted out, they're good. Our Tampa best. Bay, the defending champs, they're good. Don't forget your Pittsburgh Penguins. I think they are still got an opportunity here. They're going to have to work some things out defensively uh, with bodies and also in goal, I think. But I think they, they're still in the discussion
0: as well. Is Latang broken? Did you talk to him? What's going on with the tr- hashtag trade Latang was trending Whoa. in Pittsburgh. He's a guy who's been around the Penguins for a long time, has yeah. won cups with the Penguins, very handsome. By the way, he is beloved in Pittsburgh strictly because his hair is great and his hockey, but he seems like he's broken. in our goalie, Jari, somebody just needs to play catch with that guy. It feels like he has a little bit of an issue with the glove side. Is that ever going to get fixed in Pittsburgh, do you think?
9: I think Mike Buckley, the goalie coach, can fix and Jari. Right, and I think Christian Jari will get fixed. In terms of Christopher Latang, Pat, the big thing is nobody talks about it. This is a man that's had devastating injuries. When he was 25 years of connected. age, he had a stroke, Pat. I mean, you know, we're not talking about what? run-of-the-mill type injuries, you know. So it's not true. easy. Uh, is he as good as he used to be? No, he's not. Is he still a serviceable player? Yeah, he is.
0: What's been the biggest moment of the year thus far, are you thinking? How deep are we in, and how much further do we have? Shortened season this year, right? Yeah, 56 games. Biggest problem so
9: far and the biggest storyline is guys getting into rhythm because of COVID. It's been a big problem, Pat.
0: Yeah, the Dallas Stars missed, like, the first month of the season, right? That that whole thing. It's not really being talked about much, but will they make up those games, or will they just kind of do what the MLB did and just be like, okay, we have enough games to judge who should be in the playoffs? Are they planning on making up every single game?
9: They are planning on making up every single game.
0: How's that going to happen? They're just going to extend the season longer or
9: put They're on more. Play a lot of games. There's about a two-week window where they, they give themselves a little bit of leeway
0: where they can make it up. How do the coaches and players feel about this year traveling around? Are they a little bit tired? Do they have the same rules as the NBA guys? Where at the away hotels, you're not even allowed to eat at the diner. Basically, don't go to the lobby. You can't have you can't have your teammates up to your room. You you can't do anything. I, yeah, I can tell you just from when we travel. We travel. We're
9: not allowed to ride in the same car. Can't ride in the same car to the rink. Uh, got to go back to your room. If you stand in the lobby, you got to social distance, six to eight feet. Um, no after hours, stuff. So, no, it's it's really strict wow. for everybody. I, I really commend the players and the coaches and the organizations around the league. They're doing everything they can to make this safe. Um, but it's not easy. It's really, really tough, especially when you're traveling all over North
0: America.
5: Host of That's Hockey Talk, Nick Moroto. Pierre, are we going to get the uh, Tahoe games on schedule? I saw you guys highlighting them building the rink out there on yesterday's game, but uh, there were some questions about the team's uh, COVID-related issues. Might not be able to make it.
9: Yeah, that's a good question, Nick. I don't know. I was traveling today, so I don't know what the final outcome is, but it sure sounds like everything's a go from what I heard yesterday.
0: You guys just putting that rink right on the fairway. <laughs> that's what it looked like <laughs> yesterday watching that game. <laughs> yeah, they're
9: putting it right up on the fairway. Exactly. What a view that's going to be. It's going to be spectacular.
0: By the way, brilliant. Being like, hey, listen, we're probably not going to have fans. So instead of sitting in front of an empty stadium that would be grand, let's go ahead and put this in the most pristine view that we could potentially find. We're going to put it in Lake Tahoe right on a fairway where there's just mountains and everything. And oh, that's going to be gorgeous. Cool. Two games, right, back-to-back? Yeah, you got Colorado and Vegas, you got
9: Boston and Philly. Ooh. Teams that don't like each other. Boston yeah. doesn't like Philly
0: either. Pittsburgh hates them. <laughs> Philly Stakes. <laughs>
3: no, they
9: don't like
0: them. Hey, Bruins are unbelievable. How do you feel about the new align uh, the divisions here that's happening? The Canadian squad and then we're linked up with the Bruins now at some point. And then there's teams getting easy way out, getting put in another division. How do you feel about the realignment that had to happen due to COVID? I think
9: it's good for one year, Pat, but I don't think it's something we want to go to long term, obviously. I think for this year, it's an imperfect solution to an imperfect problem. It really is. They're doing the best they can. Uh, but I can't see this lasting for more than this year.
0: What would your message be to your team uh, if you were coaching right now for the boys to kind of, you know, keep their eyes on the prize here and not kind of get distracted while traveling around the entire thing?
9: You know, that's that's a fair question, too, and I think the biggest thing is trying to get your players into rhythm, and so your practices have to be fast and hard but not really long. Uh, you got to make sure your guys really feel like part of something special. I would try to create that Pat. but – to me the biggest thing is trying to generate enthusiasm because there are no fans in the stands. You got to try as a coaching staff and as players to try to generate as much enthusiasm as possible for your group.
0: Are you still in between the, uh, the glass?
9: Uh, yeah, but you know what? We are in a glass bubble. Uh,
0: So it's a lot different. It really is, Pat. So everybody's kind of in between the glass, I guess.
9: But (laughs) you're
0: actually north, south, east, and west inside. Have you seen some teams be better at the self-generated fake hype than others? And has that benefited their team?
9: Absolutely. Uh, I would say one team that's really good at it, Boston Bruins. They're really comfortable at a young team. I'll tell you another team that's real good at it, Tampa Bay. They won the championship last year. They're very good at generating enthusiasm. And your Pittsburgh Penguins, the last two games, have been outstanding generating enthusiasm. (laughs)
4: You heard it. You heard it. What do you got, Diggs? Pierre, how do we work the Zibanejad and Marshawn not leaving the ice, rock, paper, scissors into the game more? Yeah, what was that too? Is that something that
0: always happens? I see this in baseball when the starting lineup's like that one person will stand on the thing until the other person does Does this happen every game? And I'm a hockey aficionado, so obviously I know, but the people have questions.
9: Yeah, no, it happens from time to time and team to team. I think the interesting thing is guys like to shoot pucks into the empty net of the opposition, so sometimes players will stay out longer so guys can't shoot it into the empty net, and that's where you get some uh, issues
0: at. So I like the fact that time-honored tradition, who's going to be the last one off the ice there? That's after warm-ups before the game starts, I assume? Yeah, exactly. But even they know. Rock, paper, scissors is... Yep. End all be all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I had, I have respect for the fact that they had respect for amongst the respect thing that they were in. That rock paper scissors is the end all mm-hmm. be all here. Congrats to whoever won that. By the way, that's a big time game. I yeah. mean, a lot of eyes on that rock paper scissors contest right there. Who won? Did the team win that one? That won the rock paper scissors as well. <laughs> the New York Rangers lost to
9: the Boston Bruins.
0: <laughs> so who? So who won the New Rangers York Rangers? Team. Won yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. Rangers did so. So maybe that tradition doesn't matter.
2: At all, <laughs> Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Pierre, you alluded to the uh, old school type of game the Bruins Rangers game was, and one of the fights that they had was just right off the face off. Do you yeah. hear those conversations and what do they say to each other? Just like, "Hey, fuck you, let's fight right now." Or uh, I don't hear that
9: language sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> more, time, more times than not, what you hear from uh, guys, you want to go, let's go. I, sometimes it's a carryover from a game before. But a lot of times, it's guys that have had some animosity uh, over the course of time. But more times than not, they just say, hey, let's go. Ready to go? Let's go.
0: So do they probably know going into the game that they're probably going to fight the person. That's interesting.
9: Yes. yes.
0: Okay. So they're sitting there waiting for a face-off, normally, like you said, there in that particular fight. And the two that are lined up next to each other, going into the game, they both had the mindset that we're probably going to end up fighting each other here? Probably, yeah. It's called setting the table. Yeah. Ooh. That's awesome. Imagine <laughs> going into a game. All right, I'm fighting a guy tonight. Yeah, yeah. You gonna score? No idea, but I know I'm fighting a guy. But as soon as we can get to the face off. So, and then you just sit there the, in such an honorable conversation. You know, like, hey, you want to go? Yeah, you do? <sighs> All right, let's yeah. let everybody know. This doesn't matter. <laughs> We are about to brawl as soon as that puck, because everything stops, you know? I think that's my favorite. Now, it kind of left the game a little bit. It felt like fighting was trying to get pushed out of the game. It became a five minute major with this, and you have to do this and do this. They tried to break it down as much as possible, but at the heart of hockey, I do believe there is a chance to set the table or fighting will always live on. I like the fact that there's still a little bit of, you know, hey, stick taps will sit around and watch these two guys just throw hands at each other. And there was, I think it was that the Rangers Mm -hmm, broom. There was a couple big connections. Guy went down, by the way. Normally it's over, gets back up, eats another one, <laughs> then goes back. I mean, it was. there's some good scraps popping off right now in hockey. Oh, yeah,
9: no question about it. I,
0: again, I
9: think the one thing the Rangers are trying to establish is an identity with a very young team, and I think they're doing a good job of that. Their rebuild uh, is well on track. And I think for Boston, they're one of the marquee teams in the league, and those guys understand what it takes to compete at a high level. So that's why you get that kind of stuff too.
4: Diggs? Pierre, have you seen – has it been a little more chippy because I've seen like a couple times because of rescheduling and COVID, the teams were playing four or five times in a row?
9: Yeah, how about Arizona and St. Louis? I think it's seven times uh, (laughs) in a row. You know, it's just crazy. It's like a playoff series. So the answer is yes, and this is building up to some deep-seated animosity between a lot of teams. Um, you know it's just Ottawa's going into Toronto they're going to play three times this week you know it's just crazy
0: Pierre NBC Sports Network rest in peace Had a hell of a yeah. Thank you. you did a lot of great work there Pierre I want to let you know that a lot of great work with NBC Sports Network and NBC's NHL coverage that's potentially going to move away from NBC are you a package deal with the NHL
9: <laughs> no I have a year left on my deal so we'll see what that happens
0: We'll see what happens. Oh, you're going to get traded. Pierre's going to get traded. <laughs> okay. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what if Pierre gets traded? Okay. Off- hey, you should say right now that the offensive line for NBC <laughs> yeah. has not protected you, <laughs> and you want to get the hell out of town, and you're looking to be traded. Now, hey, I was, what would was you take away in the Super Bowl, Pat? Uh, Tom Brady, just for whatever reason. I was getting messages during the week from people down there in Tampa that I'm good friends with that I've been around, they're like, you should just see this guy, just lock it. Like, I guess the week of the Super Bowl, I've told this story before. I held for Adam Vinatieri for a long time. And there'd be, you know, kicks in our relationship and how we would go about going onto the field. It'd be a jokey light because you're kind of like the caddy. And then when it came to a game-winning kick, the first time I was there for a game-winning kick, I looked back at Adam, and normally i say, hey, you ready, old man? And he'd give me like, yeah, buddy, or whatever. i say like, you ready, old man? And there isn't a sound back there. So I turn around, and I look, and it was like this Iceman almost. It was like, he was just like completely locked in. I was like, oh, okay, all right. This is, oh, this is why you're Adam Vinatieri. Let's hope I don't mess this up, because I do not have that same move, and I got something to do here. I guess Tom Brady playoffs in the Super Bowl week, it was just like a completely different person. And the Patriot way, you know, for a long time was nothing, you know, the season doesn't really start till the playoffs. And I guess what everybody has said down in Tampa is like, when the playoffs started, the Tom Brady effect really started taking, everybody's expectations were raised, accountability was raised. Let's go ahead and do this and this. So I think that was my biggest takeaway. Plus the fact that the paparazzi parlay, Uh, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette scoring touchdowns hit for me and I won 25,000. So if if the tails doesn't come, thank you, Pierre. If tails doesn't come, (laughs) if tails comes and I hit that parlay, I have a $55,000 Super Bowl. That's my biggest takeaway is that the Uh coin toss was rigged. But Tom Brady's the greatest. How about you?
9: My biggest takeaway was the start of the third quarter, Ali Marpet running to his right, the left guard. What a great block. Let Leonard Fournette go for the touchdown. Hobart College, the earliest rated Division three player ever drafted in the NFL draft. That's my takeaway. Did you go to that school? I did. I played football there, too. Oh!
0: Yeah! oh! What'd you play, quarterback?
9: I in high school. I did defensive back in college. Athlete. But I'm Ali. when I saw Ali Marpet throw that block, I was like, man, look at that guy
0: move. That's a
9: big guy running real
0: fast. Yeah, and I do like the fact that you kind of shoehorned this conversation <laughs> in so you could shout out the school. If you want to. I do like that a lot, Pierre. I appreciate you. Pierre, I can't thank you enough for the time that you spend with us. Uh, we obviously don't cover hockey for our entire show. Every time you come on, I feel like I get caught up with everything. And I feel like I'm even more excited for the NHL season because of you. So I hope you stick with the NHL wherever the hell it goes. Thanks a lot,
9: Patrick. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Really good visiting with
0: you. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Maguire. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, We are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, We love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also there's fantasy on there daily fantasy and free-to-play games where you can win money shout out to Fanduel. shout out to you let's get back to the show happy president's day to you you too thank you mm-hmm. and also with you Connor. Oh, you too Big happy President's Day to the guy that's about to join us uh, from Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. Former Buckeye, won a national championship with them. Former Packer and Bengal and Falcon, ladies and gentlemen, AJ
3: Hawk. Yeah!
7: J. J. What's going on, AJ? What's going on, man? Are you? Uh, have you calmed down? I saw the beginning of the show. You? Uh, I was getting attacked get fired from- up. I like it, man. I think it's it's good. You're showing a little passion. Well, it's not a little passion. I was I was having a great fucking weekend, though,
0: and all of a sudden I got this shit popping off where they're just taking clips out of context and trying to bury me. It's like, all right, I don't normally go into things like this, but... I was having a great Valentine's Day. I was having a great day. Made heart-shaped pizzas, heart-shaped steaks. Okay, we made a hand mold. I was having the day of my life with my wife. And then all of a sudden, I just start getting attacked by these people because of the way clips were edited and placed in a fashion to paint a narrative. That's completely bullshit. And I normally don't like to do this because it's a little bit negative or whatever. But I finally this morning... As we're going live on air, I said, fuck it. I'm not not happy about this. I'm going to take a stand for myself, which normally I'm just like, "Ah, whatever, bygones be bygones. But fuck that entire Twitter account, to be honest.
7: I, I gotta I guess I need to go look to see what this person was saying to you. Are you really that upset that they no. think your take on the Raiders <laughs> is bad? No, no, no. But I mean I did have a
0: great day on Twitter yesterday and then like littered in between there would be some Raiders stooge coming in like blah blah blah. It's like all right, that's not even an accurate I don't really care that much. I mean, a little bit. I mean, it got a lot of me, I guess. I mean, I got a lot of me. But Valentine's Day, I get two random calls from local stooge wanting me to do something. (laughs) Then I got Raiders people coming after me. It's like, hey, I'm trying to have a goddamn day with my wife, okay? Can Mm -hmm. we we think about romance
7: for one second, AJ? You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, you could also say, like, hey, you could think about romance if you just put your phone on the charger and didn't look at it. That's another way you could handle it. Yeah, but how will people know what I'm watching? (laughs) Good point. Great point. yeah, we'll, we'll give and take. I guess that's that, that's your life, man. What we have to remember is, if I don't tweet
0: about it, there's a good chance that I won't remember it whenever this show comes to be. So the boys, Foxy, Diggs, I kind of send out tweets, yep. and Foxy's like, okay, got to find pictures for this. Mm-hmm. Mitt starts putting together graphics for the show. It's kind of like, it's almost like that's our pre-show. Oh, it's right. like, hey, this is what's going on. Elisa Lamb, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Okay, no spoilers, but kind of a... a Kind of could have only been one episode. You know, I got to put out a tweet about the Cecil Hotel. So it's like, okay, this is what I was doing this week. Fr- Brittany was alarmed. That Britney doc was alarming. Okay, so now the boys mm-hmm. know, okay, probably should know about this. It's kind of like research throughout the day. And then as I get on my phone, I start going through, you know, some people will tweet me interesting things. I got all these Raiders people coming after me. I'm like, what the fuck is this all of a sudden? Normally my internet is a pretty positive place. And then, uh, you know, on the day of love and and romance and you know something that's supposed to be positive you know a made-up holiday that is turned into this <laughs> incredible day was ruined by this one twitter account and that's why i had to do what i had to do and that's why i have to tweet it's for the good of the show the same one that you appear on every day so maybe a little bit more respect <laughs> for the show aj
7: hawk i saw where you were going with that and uh you know what it makes sense that that's how it works it's it- It helps you out in multiple ways. You can tweet. You give this great information out to people, all your followers, and then all of the boys can say, all right, this is what his brain is going over. We know it's going to be erased from his brain in six seconds from now, so let's document this. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense, but where did you – I didn't see where – did you tweet about – Uh, Mitch McConnell shoving his 75-year-old body, climbing into the the side of a NASCAR door. Who who did that one? So it's funny you say that.
0: I did not watch the end of it. I didn't even know Mitch McConnell was a race car driver until this morning. We had to do ham. What's that? he's not yeah funny he's kind of built like a turtle to be honest which is the complete opposite of NASCAR you think real slow real fast you know what I mean it's two different things settings on my lawnmower that I have that is commercial Z-turn it's yep. like turtle at the beginning and then they have NASCAR at the top it's two polar opposites I was confused as well I did not know that Mitch McConnell was a NASCAR driver until Diggs told me this morning when we recorded Hammer Don before <laughs> the show and said after the show because we have to get home immediately following the show because it is coming down out there T's and peas. by the way to all the boys getting home because we are leaving immediately following this show because it's supposed to just keep dumping so he said it on hammer down I don't want to point fingers but there was one person that said that and Diggs knows that if you put something in there I mean it's going to stick around that's just the way it goes so what is the guy's name that
7: actually won the race Mitch McDowell Michael McDowell. Oh, okay I didn't know that... <laughs> I didn't know it was actually that that close to Mitch McConnell so but I, yeah I don't know I, I heard It was great when I saw the part where Dig said, "Oh uh, no!" Finding out he was the uh,
4: well, I I knew that I I knew that I was incorrect when we recorded Hammered (laughs) Town. I didn't know Pat was going to take that information, which I should have known, should have known, and then say it on his show. (laughs) So I had to then quickly look because I thought it was originally from Wedding Crashers. Mitch McDonald, Mitch, whatever it is, is not from Wedding Crashers.
0: Mitch McConnell?
4: I don't which know. Was which was
0: which? Now, Mitch Lohschletter is, Mitch I believe.
4: Mitch Comstein. Mitch Comstein is what it was. Excuse me? What? He was night putting.
0: Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we have a couple rules that we live by here in this show, okay? And this is this is kind of, and by the way, Diggs gave his best effort. Hey, yeah, that's the best answer I heard all morning. and Nobody else is telling you. fucking Mitch McDowell's name around, okay? so
4: If Kozlowski would have just finished it out, we would have yeah. been fine. No yeah. kidding. Kozlowski uh, dropped a a great
0: joke during the uh, pre-show, the pre-race show or whatever. He was talking about how Fox is incredibly innovative. You know, they had the, uh, the puck low thing and everything like that today. They had a a glass window up that separated him from the interviewer. And he said that was innovative. And then he went (laughs) along and, uh, Immediately following that interview. I think Clint Boyer buried him. I think it was Clint Boyer was like, Oh, I see Keselowski's trying out new jokes or whatever. It was <laughs> it was very I enjoyed watching yesterday, okay? And Keselowski, I immediately became a fan of every other driver as soon as he said that the comment he said or whatever. But it's nice to know that he was in it towards the end. I would have known him. This McDowell character, 370 races, guys never won. He's won in all of a sudden. What a fucking American dream. Yeah. How are you?
7: Good well, for Mitch. Hey, didn't they what happened? Like two teammates, they, who whose fault was it that wrecked somebody else at the very end? So Logano and uh... <laughs>
0: That was at like, what, 1 a.m. when this was happening? Yeah. So it was hard. I, I kind of caught up. Two teammates crashed each other, caused a big one. Mitch McConnell snuck in through the middle, yep. got a big win. He wins the Daytona. Kyle Bush probably going to go on and win that thing if that doesn't happen. The Candyman, you know, in 18 mm-hmm. or whatever, he probably goes on to win that. The only race he hasn't won, by the way, is the Daytona. Thought it was the right time for him to come in there and do that. But yeah, crash has gotten away, which, by the way, to Ty's point in the group text yesterday, those crashes that look very terrible. Yeah is a big reason why a large majority of people... This is why we watch,
1: you know? I mean, you hate to see it. Hey, everyone was okay, though, but it did. I mean, there was at one point one of those crashes, it looked like six or seven of those cars exploded. It's just like, (laughs) there's no way these
0: guys' bodies aren't just charred. And then they just pop out like nothing happened, and they're good. I was watching NASCAR yesterday, and I was actually watching it. Like actually watching it and kind of intrigued. My wife, who's a diehard IndyCar fan because she's from Indianapolis, normally shits on NASCAR, you know, because they're much slower cars. Mm-hmm. They're going like forty to fifty mile an hour slower than IndyCars cars are, and the IndyCar rockets that people get in is just, I mean. NASCAR drivers, also insane, but if you have never seen IndyCar, it's two different styles of racing. In IndyCar, the Indy 500 here in Indianapolis where 300, 400,000 people flock to Indiana to watch this thing, they are actually strapping themselves to rockets, and then they're just driving, and those things explode and fucking, they go, NASCAR race, yesterday I was watching, my wife also watching, I was like thoroughly intrigued by it, I was enjoying it, I was having a blast watching it, and I was like, you know why I'm actually giving this like any time of day? Because the quarantine i think set us up to be like hey anything is better mm-hmm. than nothing mm-hmm. and i was like actually digesting that nascar race yesterday and i'm like you know what maybe i'll watch another one this year maybe i will give this thing a go if they race at 10 o'clock at night when nothing else is really on except for lakers denver or whatever like that's a good idea too maybe they get the midnight train going you know yes, what i mean so do that whole thing but i will watch nascar i think this year and i think it's because of the quarantine where we didn't have shit to watch for so long
7: I mean, that, I feel like maybe early on. Remember when they – when did the ESPN start to air early on in the quarantine? Everyone was so pumped. Baseball from some cur- – Korea. Korea. Yeah.
0: The dinosaurs, yeah. by the way, they don't fuck oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> you do not bet against the dinosaurs in the Korean baseball organization.
7: But how long did the excitement last for that? Like two a day weeks. and a half maybe? No, it was yeah. two
0: weeks. It was two weeks. And the reason why the, the excitement completely wore off for that one is uh, they all stunk at baseball. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: You know, and I think that is yeah. – potentially a little bit troubling and baseball is a tough sport to watch to begin with a lot of when they stink right Ty?
1: yeah I mean every single one of the guys was basically throwing you know like 87 88 miles an hour and it's like every once in a while they're being American in there that guy's always really good but he kind of washed out from the majors so it wore off when you don't know who any of the guys are it's tough to care
0: that's why Kyle Bush needs to start winning because I know who Kyle is and I'll stay invested now if these Mitch McConnell likes keep winning <laughs> I'll probably have to turn it off but I, I maybe Mitch McConnell becomes the guy this yeah, year Maybe we're witnessing the birth of a brand new driver, McDowell.
7: What what an amazing second career for McConnell there, huh?
0: (laughs) I did see who Mitch McConnell was via Zito graphic. He
5: looked like
7: a a NASCAR driver, doesn't he?
0: That was not the guy that won the Dayton 500 (laughs) yesterday. We were wrong on that one. But the brain, by the way, if something's said, It is a sponge, so I have to pick and choose who I listen to talk, Mm -hmm. what I see, you know, because if it gets in there, it's going to be in there. When's it going to come out? Nobody knows, but it's going to come out at some point, which is, I'm like a child that's learning words you know can't really say things around me i'm gonna repeat them that's just how it is always been this way it's how i got through school i'd listen to people talk about something okay i'm gonna remember that exactly word for word it and let's hope that they don't fuck me over and it got me it got me you know through school and everything like that but it also is potentially a downfall of this show if it gets in there it's going to be it's coming out and that's why there's a lot of discipline by the boys i appreciate the boys uh before the show when we're walking in here you got there's probably a couple jokes that potentially want to be made or you know ridiculous statements but they know if that goes out it's probably going to come out again you Ooh. know what i mean in the, hey what did you say no 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 that wasn't Mm-mm. we avoid those things that's why you got to watch who you let in aj you got to watch who you let in for instance i got all the faith in the world in diggs <laughs> diggs does so much research, okay? Yeah. Literally, Diggs does so much research. He knows a lot of what's going on. So whenever he drops a Mitch McConnell out there, I'm like, fucking lock it in. I didn't expect that to be the guy's name either. And you can see how our show potentially stinks and sucks sometimes,
4: like today. I'm normally very careful. You have to yeah. you snow's just- got me all giddy. So, was-
0: <laughs> COVID <laughs> cowboy go about to take the <laughs> pony out yeah. in there. Yeah. This must be seven to eight inches right now out here.
7: Yeah, I guess they're in Ohio. There was a little bit last night, and then it's supposed to start. I think it's about to start now and snow all night.
0: Gotta keep them windshield wipers up, by the way. Yeah, last right. night I had to go out to the truck, lift the windshield wipers up. I did put windshield wiper fluid in the truck yeah. last week. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Something must have happened from oh, that's uh, not, from no. tub of oh, shit no. to actual windshield. Can't get there. That's no I crazy. just held that thing in there. I'm like, what? Did yeah, that clog? Just dumped in it in. You think? I thought Sounds it potentially like frozen and broke. You may yeah, have poured it,
7: a... you may have poured the fluid into the wrong tank. Yeah, it wasn't me, it was Tim. <laughs> I was gonna say I saw Tim doing it. That's he, he won't make he, that. he wouldn't yeah, make that, make yeah, that mistake. No. no, no, Tim would never do that. Uh uh. No. <laughs> Did you ever is your truck too big to pull in the garage?
0: Yeah, yeah. The Bentley sits outside. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Bentley's just collecting ice. Right What's there. in the garage? Stairmaster, obviously. Tesla. Motors uh, a dirt bike I've never been able to turn on. Golf cart. Motorcycle golf cart. But not Um, the Bentley or the truck or the Audi that the the wife drives. So or the Shelby or the Shelby Shelby's sitting outside too. Oh shit. Shelby's in trouble. That thing's probably not gonna be able to start.
7: I'm watching your dad come? What's that? Does Tim does Tim come over and like make sure everything's all right and start the cars every once in a while and Tim. get all your stuff running? No, no, no. Tim
0: doesn't touch the cars.
7: He would by the
0: way if i was to give him a car he'd be like let me rebuild this thing he loves doing that
7: i just let him sit you know i rest them.
0: i rest them through the winter they hibernate in the in the driveway Mm -hmm. and then we just move along you know what i mean there's there's great people cars just come do the whole thing with that the shelby i haven't been in in years i have not driven that thing in years i should put that away because the mecham auctions i've been Mm -hmm. watching that now because you know now that there isn't live sports on as much and by the way Hulu doesn't have live sports. I was on Hulu the other day. Couldn't find a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know they don't just have live sports. It's a lifestyle. Shout out to Dame. Mm-hmm. By the way, Dame time last night over Dallas. Hell yeah. He's a great rapper. That's a good thing. I was—I didn't have my cable this weekend. I went to Hulu. They have live sports. I couldn't find a fucking thing over there. So shout out to Hulu doing that entire thing. Have no idea where we're headed. There. No idea. <laughs> Liars, huh? Meekum Auction. Oh yeah, I've been watching a lot of that. I've been watching a lot of Mecom Auctions. There was a car that went for... Um, Maybe $1.4 the other day, some, Damn, some Ferrari or Lambo. I forget what it was.
4: It's probably Enzo Ferrari.
0: It was a 2017. It was souped up. It looked like a Batmobile. Oh. Yeah, as soon as I stroll across, I'm like, happy I'm not there with a paddle. <laughs> that thing's coming home. Could never drive it in Indiana. Potholes here
7: are yeah. very bad, but it would have been nice. AJ, you, G2. you collect cars? Uh, I do not. No, it's not really my thing. You just have one car, and it's a lease from that Ohio State Legend dealership. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Right now, that's what. It, yeah, it's, it's a rotating. I got a backup cam now. I didn't have a backup cam on my last vehicle. (laughs) I love
1: cars. He has the slingshot that he fucking just rips around in the summertime. He wanted to give to us
4: during the
0: winter. During the winter. yeah. yeah. AJ Hawk will have it for the three months of uh, summer. And then we Mm were wondering as soon as winter came, if you would like to take it. And by the way, it's for free. You're welcome. It has no roof and it has rear wheel drive. Only one rear wheel and Mm -hmm. you will be on ice. Uh, But it's free. You know, just give us a little bit of love. AJ loves it. AJ tweets
7: about it all the time. What was that all about? I tweeted about it once. I, I did what was required to have that thing for a couple months. It was fun. I mean, I wouldn't, I have no need to have one, but it was cool to have. How about in the winter? Is that a good car for the winter? <laughs> it's not, it's not a good car if it's below like 60 degrees, probably. You're <laughs> be buying and you're, you're six inches off the ground, too.
0: Oh, yeah, because you are riding real low. i will never buy one just strictly because they wanted us to have it in the mm-hmm. middle of winter and acting like they were doing us a favor. Yeah. Come on! Hey, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Actually, the other one I like the uh, the inverted one. Um, there's a bike that's kind of built like the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What's it called? It's called something. I was gonna it's buy a, um, it. Two, two,
7: in, the two front. in the front.
0: Yeah. Like T Rex. No, I forget what its name is.
7: It's kind of what like, old guy. Isn't that what like seventy year olds? So the trikes, like the geezer gliders, what they call them, two in the back, one in the front, right? And
0: back in the day, I used to have a neighbor that had one of those that would ride it in his backyard. Them sons of bitches flip, okay? (laughs) If you really want to get those going, they the two in the back, you can kind of get it. You can do that whole thing. But then uh, Pan – Can-Am. Can-Am came around and flipped the game out. I I wanted to buy one of those because it looked like that donut's on that thing. With Mm -hmm. two in the front, you could probably – you know what I mean? Yeah. Some good ones. Do that thing.
7: Why, what about that dirt bike? You don't want to get someone over there to check it? Well, you know, at this point, the battery's been dead since day one of <laughs> owning it.
0: And I do not have the battery jumper for that thing. And to be honest, I don't know how to get to it. I, I think it's it's pretty deep down inside of the bike, which is. As you probably guessed it, problematic. That thing has not, it is brand new. That thing has 0.0 miles on it. It was an incredible gift. Because all I wanted to do was, I wanted to come down through downtown Indianapolis, Rough Riders Anthem. You know, uh, Stop. with uh, hit a wheelie, hit a wheelie going yeah. down the middle of uh, downtown Indianapolis. My wife bought it for me for Christmas, was like, here you go, this is fun. And I have not been able to start it one time, probably for the betterment of everybody in here, <laughs> if I had to guess. What's that, Nick?
5: Remember when AJ had that slingshot and he was going to let us borrow it oh, in like no. December? Oh, no. Oh, no, Nick. Well, I was sending a tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Nick was working. Nick yeah. was Good working. Morning, Nick. Hey, baby, Nick.
5: Sorry, I just didn't want to miss my chance to get a dig in. And- yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> you did though. By the way, you did miss. We were all kind of, and I'm bummed that you missed that. To be honest, because that is a real shining time for you every single day.
5: Yeah, hmm. you're lucky this time, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Someone in the back room should help you out.
0: Speaking of people that didn't deserve a shot, um, Ariel Helwani, uh-huh. friend yeah. of the show. Listen, we don't. We're we're okay with Ariel coming on here and smacking him in the mouth a little bit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? When he comes in here and starts, you know, he, he got a shot taken at him out of nowhere at all. He was just kind of, I assume he was just hanging out or whatever, for whatever reason, he's not on ESPN's UFC coverage, which he's like the biggest MMA guy out there. And he works at ESPN UFC's So he's not on there. A couple other guys were, I mean, I'm sure they do their job great, but it would have been nice as I was watching the prelims on Saturday night before Usman ends that fight in the third round and I make $4,000 off it because I'm an MMA sharp at this mm-hmm. point. But as I'm watching, they cut to like a studio show and Ariel's not there. I'm like, this makes no sense. Why would you not have Ariel on there? And then as I'm learning about this thing, he and Dana, I guess, that is a very deep, deep, deep dislike. I don't think Ariel deserved that shot. I feel like ESPN should have potentially been like, "Hey, this is our guy." I understand UFCs our guy. Maybe, maybe we can, you know, maybe we can get this thing back together. But I don't like it. Ariel's just taking those ricochet shots out of nowhere. He's our guy, AJ. If I want to bury Ariel, I feel like that, you know, that's okay. But I'm low man stooge. Okay, mm-hmm. whenever like he starts taking shots, I didn't like that. I, you know, especially Ariel. I think he didn't want to talk about. The Gina situation. I watched that whole video because I mean there was people sending out tweets like we're on Team Ariel and everything like that. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I actually I actually called Ariel and I was like, Well, are you okay? I thought he was potentially like, you know, going through like COVID or something like that. I'm like, are you okay? Like, what is everybody? And he gave me the whole rundown and then I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, okay. So this is just like kind of a shot out of nowhere
7: for a guy, Ariel. Well, that's Dana. Like th- that's how Dana's brain works, don't you think? They ask him a question, and they call. Oh, how about Ariel they're making it all about himself? And oh, what? Call him a douche. Called him a <laughs> douche the, out okay. there. Their their rift goes goes back sometimes. Like they've gone. Dana's gone at him many times. Like it just always seems to happen, especially when Ariel would, would like grab the mic and ask a question in a press conference back in the day. Well, I just want to let everybody know,
0: I'm on uh, Ariel's side, and I believe that particular situation is like everything Ariel has to talk about Mm -hmm. it was a fighter it involved the holocaust it involved a lady that he had done work I I feel like as a Jewish MMA journalist he probably had to talk about that now the way he went about talking about it maybe people were like shouldn't have done it but like yo that feels like I don't know I hope they get along there someday Mm -hmm. let's pour our swords down huh? we can help each other out (laughs) (laughs) seriously seriously I mean, seriously. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Hey, thank you for listening. I will say thank you to the people that take time out of their day to listen to our shit every single day for the rest of time. I know that you don't have to listen to us. The fact that you allow us into your daily rotation, I am eternally grateful for. Uh, Ty, please be safe today. Uh, Can't wait to get back tomorrow. Big thank you to all the boys, all of our guests, all of you. Be safe tonight. Enjoy a little snowed-in Monday wherever you are. Please be safe. We'll be back tomorrow with a big show. Big show. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday evening, Tuesday morning. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.